Why are you here? Are we gonna live life in fear or are we gonna stand up and make sure we're heard? Are we gonna hide or live life by our word? With integrity we can be all that we can see in our mind's eye until we're finally free. We can become whatever we choose once we know the choice lies within me and you. Welcome to the Unapologetically Human podcast with Dan Boyvin. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I appreciate you being here. At the end of episode two, talking about what's holding us back, I touched upon the importance of having people around you who are headed in the same direction and of not trying to do things alone. Because for most of us, when we try to lone wolf it, try to do everything on our own, we tend to get stuck and allow ourselves to give in to our regular reasons and excuses for why we don't do the things we say we want to do and why we hold ourselves back. And most of us need other people in our lives to do pretty much anything that we're trying to accomplish. Don't get me wrong, some people do create and invent things and solve problems by really spending a lot of time alone and really thinking about those problems, contemplating them, testing possible solutions or coming up with answers to the problems that they're trying to solve by working on it in isolation. But most of us aren't like that. And most people even who who do work in isolation and invent things and come up with answers to and creative solutions to some of the the problems that we we have or or questions that we have they might be physically alone but they consistently recognize that it's the people who came before them that still help them come to whatever answer or understanding or creation that they created because through use of books and more recent media were able to connect with the most interesting and intelligent and impactful people all throughout history by reading and watching and listening to the things that that they created. So even people who are more introverted and like to work alone, they tend to really still not be totally even working alone or in isolation anyway. And even still, the people like that, you know, histories, Einsteins and Hawkings and 
history's greatest thinkers and inventors. And maybe today we would look at somebody like Elon Musk as being this individual that has created so much on his own in some ways. But all of these people are constantly working with and learning from the people that they surround themselves with. And for most of us in our day-to-day lives, we don't and we sort of can't really accomplish very much without the people that we're surrounded by. And we are one of, if not the most social creature that's ever lived. And we need each other to teach one another and push each other forward and also to make each other feel safe even. Like, even in the context of me creating this podcast, I'm really doing it all by myself in a sense. Like, I'm sitting in my bedroom right now in front of my computer and microphone and I'm going to edit it and I'm going to publish it, upload it, I'm going to whatever. But it's through the the groups of people and the training programs that I've surrounded myself with that's really helped me actually uncover, you know, what are the fears, the insecurities, the limiting beliefs that have actually been holding me back from creating this podcast for so many years that I've been talking about it, right? I might be working, you know, quote unquote, alone in the creation process itself right now, but it's the people that I've surrounded myself with in my life that have really helped me overcome the obstacles that have been holding me back. And they've also really helped me to see how I'm holding myself back and when I'm stuck in my own limiting ways of thinking and behaving, they help me to feel safe, to get messy and make mistakes in the process of creating and learning, which is really hard to do. And we need each other to make each other feel safe. We don't like to be alone. We're like biologically and psychologically, physiologically hardwired to be with each other. Because the only reason that humanity's ancestors survived our time living in the wilderness and the harsh and unforgiving nature of the natural world was due to our ability to cooperate in both small and large groups. And because of our ability to think and to create and use tools to our advantage. But our ability to work together came long before our advances in our thinking and creating tools. And it was only through our numbers and our cooperation and working together that we were able to survive against the many larger, faster, and stronger creatures seeking to make a meal out of us. And whether you believe in God or natural evolution or that maybe there was some alien interventions going on that created us, 
We didn't get big, sharp teeth and claws to protect ourselves with. We got big brains and we got each other. And so we still operate best when we put our minds together towards shared goals. And one of the most important lessons that I've learned in recent years is just how utterly vital and important it is to be very, very careful with who I surround myself with and just how important it is for you to get clear and realize that who you surround yourself with is one of the most important and fundamental decisions that we can make in life. Because there's this saying like, you are the five people you hang out with most. So I encourage you to really take a look for yourself in your life. Like who are the five people that you hang out with most? And are those people helping you to really get to where you want to get to? Are they helping you really become who you want to become? Are they helping you to create the kinds of things that you want to create and to to shift or change or transform the parts of your life that you want to transform? Or are they actually helping keep those things in place? I think for most of us, the people that we're surrounded with in our life are sort of just by happenstance, by luck of the draw, by many circumstances in our lives that sort of just are the way they are rather than things that we have actually consciously chosen for them to be that way or for those people to really be in our life. And what I mean by that is there's only a few groups of people for I think most of us and that's our family who we're just born into and we don't choose and there's a lot of reasons through our biological evolution of why our family plays such an important role in our life and why by default they get to like occupy a place because that kind of like can't live with them, can't live without them kind of thing. So we get our family and they are who they are. And we are who we are. And a lot of times those don't really mesh together <laughs> the greatest. And we have the people that we went to school with. It's where a lot of our friendships come from, whether through elementary, high school, or like post-secondary education, or maybe some other training programs we've done. And we have the people that we've worked with. And in my experience, we tend to only be able to sort of afford the time to have relationships with people in our lives based largely on proximity of where we were born, where we went to school with and where we end up working. And like, that's just life, right? It just is what it is for most of us. And we just kind of go about our day and it's so easy for us to get caught up in the trenches of day-to-day -day life. 
like day in, day out, seeing the same people, doing the same things over and over again, and never really getting ahead on those things that we feel are our biggest dreams and the biggest goals we want to achieve and the biggest changes that we want to make for ourselves in our life. And so it's so, so important for us to be really conscious about who we spend our time with and our energy on in our life because other people generally can either help to normalize and reinforce the way things are. They can reinforce our fears and our insecurities, our limitations, our limiting beliefs about ourselves and just really normalize a life of mediocrity when maybe we want more for ourselves. Or people can like really help us to see ourselves as the possibility that we want to create for ourselves in our life and all of our wildest dreams as if they've already come true. And they can help to remind us that that's who we are at least saying we want to become and those are the things that we're at least saying that we want to do. But they can also help to remind us that we already are those things. Like we can already be those things and do those things on a daily basis. And this is something that I've really been focusing a lot for myself in recent years because a lot of my life has been spent being surrounded by people who just don't have similar goals and so they're not helping me get to where I want to be and I'm not helping myself get to where I want to be become who I want to become do the things create the things I want to create by continuing to hang out with those people and it's not because they're bad people or the things that they're doing are wrong or immoral really in any way like I love the people I've had in my life, the friendships that I've made in my life. I've really loved these people and I continue to wish them all the best. But one of the most challenging things that I've had to do in my life is to stop hanging out with the people that I've always hung out with. Because the way that my life has largely looked since I graduated high school was I go to work, I finish work, and then I either hang out with some friends, maybe have some beers, maybe smoke some weed, or hang out with a girlfriend, or sit around and like watch something or read something or whatever and just doing that on repeat for years and years and years. And something that I got really clear for myself in the past few years is that hanging out with the same people for so many years and just kind of relaxing and partying, like there's nothing inherently wrong with that. And doing the same things over and over and over again, what this was actually doing to me was just 
really reinforcing limiting beliefs for myself about what's possible for me or what I can achieve or even what life can or needs to look like in a lot of ways. And once I brought that knowledge into my conscious awareness that the choices that I was making on a daily basis of how I think and the things I do day after day after day and the people that I'm choosing to hang out with and surround myself with are what is really holding me back in life and that ultimately it's it's only me. I'm the only one in the equation making any of these choices that are affecting my life and my my physical and mental health and well-being. Once I became more and more aware of that, which really started when I had a bit of a a mental breakdown, getting stressed out and overworked at work, and I started doing therapy. And once it became more and more apparent to me that all of the limitations within myself and the way that my life looks are really self-imposed. Like they may have started somewhere else. They may have other factors that have sort of got me where I am in certain ways. Like I'm the only one keeping things the way they are. Once I realized that, like really deeply, really clearly, it actually started to become really, really painful. Because it can be really hard to look at yourself in the mirror when there's no one else to blame for how you feel and the way your life looks. And to just sit with that day in and day out as I largely continued the same way of living my life and just knowing that it was my own limiting beliefs that were at the heart of every single thing that I was not only wanting to change, but also struggling with so much to do so. And so like I had learned and like so many of us learn to just kind of relax and cope and have fun and deal with the stresses of life. I learned at a young age that it could be really easy and a lot of fun to use drugs and alcohol in order to just try to relax and have fun and and really avoid the challenges that I was faced with rather than actually facing them head on. And when I began to realize that so many of the people in my life, whether my family, my friends, my coworkers, the people that I was surrounded with were sort of doing that in their own ways as well. And I think that's the case because so many of us just didn't learn any better, really. And our parents and our teachers and our bosses, they never really learned better themselves either. And so I found myself feeling really stuck and really alone in my life and just working, just grinding day in, day out, 
being overworked, working in the hospitality industry, drinking after work with my friends, my co-workers, and I've never really done hard drugs in my life, but I started drinking and smoking weed when I was like 13 or 14 years old, and those are the kinds of friends that I found. Those are the kinds of people that I hung out with, like people that like to hang out and chill and chat and have fun while having a few beers and you know smoking a few joints like there's nothing really wrong with that but when I found myself doing that over and over and over and over again for years and having a hard time stopping those behaviors even when I wanted to and realizing through some of the work that I did through therapy that it's actually my own fears and insecurities and limited beliefs that are really at the heart of the way I think and the way I feel, the way I behave, the decisions that I make on a daily basis and the people that I hang out with and the job I have and what I think is possible for me to learn or maybe get a better job or maybe you know, create my own business or sell my art. It, it was really my own limitations keeping me feeling stuck in this place and surrounded by the people that I was surrounded with and just feeling like this is kind of it for me. This is life and it's never going to get any better. Or it's never going to change or I'm never going to actually be able to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. And as I mentioned, once I became more and more aware of that, it became more and more painful but because I felt like I didn't know what to do about it and I didn't really have anybody in my life that I felt I could really talk to about this stuff other than my therapist and I didn't have people in my life really like holding me up and pushing me forward and encouraging me that I can be who I want to be. I can do the things that I want to do. I fell back on the poor coping mechanisms that I developed as a teenager and rather than drinking and smoking less and hanging out with those people doing the same things less so that I could move forward in my life in ways that I wanted to, I actually sort of doubled down and I began drinking more and just hanging out with these friends outside of work more until I kind of spiraled down and down and down and hit a breaking point. And so almost exactly two years ago, around the end of February of 2018, I just cracked. I had a complete and near total mental breakdown and I had already known for quite some time that I was really struggling and I needed help more than just, you know, seeing a therapist once a week for several months. I had fully broken down and I realized that I needed help. Like I, I got myself stuck in a hole and I couldn't get out of it. Like it was clear to me that if I was able to do it on my own, then I wouldn't have made the choices that allowed me to end up where I had found myself. 
And so I ended up quitting my job, taking a whole bunch of time off work and going to do some group therapy programs at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. And while this was a very challenging time in my life for many reasons, you know, we hear many stories of how when we hit our rock bottoms, there's always a silver lining in everything. And hitting a rock bottom really makes us and made me have absolutely nowhere else to look except for at myself and my life and the people that I was choosing to hang out with and the things that I was choosing to do and how I was choosing to think and feel and the things that I was believing or allowing to exist within myself and in my mind and in my belief systems like rent free because I wasn't making conscious choices in my life. I was just sort of, ah, fuck it. Going with the flow, doing what's easy, doing the same things over and over again. And this time in my life was a blessing because it was the beginning of my journey back to health and my focus on my physical and mental health and wellness. And one of the best and most important parts of that was when I sought out help outside of just individual therapy, which I've got nothing against individual therapy. It's great for a lot of reasons. And I encourage you, if you are thinking that maybe you could benefit from talking to somebody about some of the things that are going on in your life that that's definitely something to consider. And I would love to chat with you about that. If you, if you want to ask me more about my experiences or where I went, stuff like that. But once I actually put myself in a room full of other people who were struggling and trying to learn and figure out whatever it is that they were in their own lives that had a lot of similarities to me in my life, I started to see more clearly just how much we need other people to learn from and learn with towards shared goals and to have teachers like the, the therapists and the counselors and mentors and the people that we surround ourselves with to help us get to where we actually want to be headed or to get on the right path. And in the last episode, I asked a whole bunch of questions and really focused on the importance of asking ourselves big questions in our lives and either seeking out or creating the answers for those questions. And one of the ones that I brought up at the end of the episode was this idea of like your vision for yourself in your life and how it can be next to impossible for us to really be on the path we want to be on or headed in the right direction that we want to be headed in our lives towards creating ourselves and our lives to be what we actually want and experiences that we actually want if we don't have a vision, if we don't have a game plan or a playbook 
it can be really hard to play this game of life in the ways we want to actually play and experience it. But for me, through the therapy I had already done and a lot of the reading and research and, and different things, I felt like I actually already had a pretty decent vision for myself in my life. Like even starting a podcast was one of the big, big things that I wanted to do, but it wasn't the lack of the vision that was really holding me back. It was my fears and my insecurities and my limitations and limiting beliefs and the people that I was surrounding myself with in my life and feeling stuck and feeling alone and like I didn't have people that were headed in the same direction as me, let alone on the same path. And they certainly weren't helping me to get any more clarity on how to get where I wanted to go. But once I finally sought out help for the things that I was struggling with and did the group therapy and I went on to do several other meditation and personal and professional growth programs, I really realized that the people that we surround ourselves with in our lives matter so much for where we are and where we have the ability to get to. Because we can be influenced so profoundly by the people that we're surrounded with. Like when I was at my last job before I had this mental breakdown a couple years ago, I knew that the people that I was around were influencing my behavior, it, like peer pressure, right? There's always people sitting and having drinks after work. Lots of them smoke cigarettes. And even though it's ultimately my choices that I was making, I was very influenced by my peers. And I knew that I was in a bad environment and I wasn't surrounded with the kind of people I needed to be surrounded with. Because when I broke down and I ended up quitting and I took some time off work, I spent a lot of time alone and I stopped hanging out with people and started going to these programs. And I literally quit drinking, smoking weed and cigarettes and even watching porn all at the same time. Once I got out of the environment that I was in and away from the influence of those people that were in my life and I put myself into new environments and under the influence of new types of people that were just up to and wanting very different things for themselves and for their lives that were actually in alignment with the things that I wanted for myself and my life. And now, even after... I have gone back to work. I've been working as a manager at another bar for the past year because that's what I was doing before and I didn't really know what else to do as far as a job to get. So I landed myself back in a very, very similar environment in a very similar situation, which was a, a bit scary at first, but because I had done so much work, I had got so much clarity on who I want to be and what I want to be doing, 
the environment that I've been in hasn't affected or influenced me the way that it used to because I got really clear on where that could lead for me and how how severe those consequences could actually be for my physical and mental health and for my overall well-being in my life. And so I want to encourage you to really think about what your vision for yourself and your life is and who are the people that you're surrounded by on a daily basis and are the things that they want for themselves in their lives similar Are they on the same page as you? Are they even in the same book? Because we need people in our lives that are at the very least headed in the same direction, even if they're not on the exact same path. And the reason that I titled this episode, Where's Your Goose Crew? is because I went to a friend's wedding several years ago and at each of the tables, at everyone's seats, there was a little card with a story on it called The Goose Story. And I want to share that story with you because I think it really emphasizes this idea of how important it is to be surrounded by people that are going the same direction that you want to be going. And so the story goes like this. Next fall, when you see geese heading south for the winter, flying in the V formation, you might consider what science has discovered as to why they fly that way. As each bird flaps its wings, it creates an uplift for the bird immediately following. By flying in a V formation, the whole flock adds at least 71% greater flying range than if each bird flew on its own. And I was looking up something about geese before I started this episode and came across something saying that flying this way together is so highly efficient that it allows geese to fly more than 1500 miles a day without getting too tired and wearing themselves out and so back to the story 71 percent greater flying range than if each bird flew on its own people who share a common direction and sense of community can get where they're going more quickly and easily because they're traveling on the thrust of one another When a goose falls out of formation, it suddenly feels the drag and resistance of trying to go it alone and quickly gets back into the formation to take advantage of the lifting power of the bird in front. If we have as much sense as a goose, we will stay in formation with those who are headed the same way we are. When the head goose gets tired, it rotates back in the wing and another goose flies point. It is sensible to take turns doing demanding jobs with people or with geese flying south. Geese honk from behind to encourage those up front to keep their speed up. What do we say when we honk from behind? Finally, and this is important, 
when a goose gets sick or is wounded by gunshots and falls out of formation, two other geese fall out with that goose and follow it down to lend help and protection. They stay with the fallen goose until it is able to fly or until it dies, and only then do they launch out on their own or with another formation to catch up with their group. If we have the sense of a goose, we will stand by each other like that. And it says, source unknown. I've really found this idea to be true for myself that when I try to lone wolf it, try to do things all on my own, or I'm not surrounded by people in my life who are headed in the same direction, then the drag and the resistance is almost impossible to overcome because those fears and insecurities and limiting beliefs that I developed as a child and as a teenager and whenever I may have developed them in my life for whatever reasons, they come back or they're just, they're so much more present. And when I surround myself with people that are getting clear on and working on their vision for themselves in their life, even if it's not the same vision as mine, being surrounded by people that are thinking and behaving and working in that space and holding each other up and holding me up and calling me forward is one of the most profound and impactful things that I've developed in my life and one of the most important lessons that I've learned. So where's your goose crew at? Are they around you? Are you flying in a V formation? Because if you don't, then I highly suggest you find out where your goose brothers and sisters are at. Click clack. All right, let's do this. Where is your goose crew? Uh, I don't know. Is that like a country in the Middle East or something? Near Yemen? Is it near Yemen? Hello, hello. Is it me you're looking for? Honk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh.